Hi everyone, this is Carlin Johnson from thekitchenmagpie.com. And Phil Wilson from baconhound.com. We are starting a new podcast. This is going to be the first one. It's going to be called Where I Ate Wednesdays. And we are going to start the first one with uh, a recap of Christmas in November at Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge, which we both got to attend this year. So, I'm curious, Carlin, uh, what was your favorite dish that you ate that week? Okay, the absolute favorite one was the Spring Creek Beef Tenderloin. And I think we were talking about this earlier, is that it literally melted in your mouth. So, kudos for the the culinary staff at the Fairmont for getting that out uh, and getting, like, the entire table, my entire table had perfectly done beef tenderloin. So, it was fantastic. Yeah, I think that was on my list of things that I really enjoyed that week, too. Uh, the potatoes, the, the potato puree was really, really good. Uh, but I really liked that au jus. I, I actually made a crack at the table that, uh, you know, we were having a lot of cocktails that week. And I happened to mention that probably my favorite cocktail I had that week was the au jus from that steak. <laughs> Why but doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> my only problem with it is that um, one of my table mates got a really, really big steak and I got a really small one and I was kind of bitter about that. So uh, I, I didn't steal hers, but... There was definitely some teasing going on. Oh, you could have taken her, I'm sure. I should have. <laughs> okay. Did you have a favorite dessert? Because everyone here knows I'm absolutely dessert crazy. And so my favorite second choice is a dessert from the whole um, the whole weekend. So we'll, we'll start with my second choice. But you tell me what your favorite dessert was first. Honestly, I don't even think I had a favorite oh. dessert. They did do a chocolate hazelnut bar or something like that, I think. But I'm not really a dessert guy. I like to fill up on the savory stuff. All right, so this is where we're yin and yang because my second choice is dessert and it was the white chocolate Saskatoon berry bread pudding and it was, you have me at Saskatoon and white chocolate and it was just so, so Alberta, so local, so fantastic and I want to copy it and put it on my website with credit to the Fairmont but uh, that was just the best thing I've tasted dessert wise. Yeah, I think actually now that you mentioned that one, I, I do recall really enjoying that one too, but it gets, for me, I just get the end of the meal and I just, I want some more of the steak or I want something. So a lot of times I'll have a spoonful of dessert and call it a night. Well, see, that's just a crime. I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, we have a different focus. <laughs> okay. So if you put the Cabernet au jus over top of it, would you have liked it better? Now we're talking. That yeah, would be good. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and the thing to remember when we're talking about this is I was absolutely amazed because how many people were in that room? How many hundreds? I, I think of, somebody, I heard a, it's a secondhand figure, but I heard 500. That's crazy. And like that, to, to get out this quality of food. Um, and I kept commenting to my table mates as well to get out this quality of food for four to 500 people all served. And they got like really, really good. Like by the second day they had it nailed. Like I was on the first package. So day number two, it was just like this smooth, well-oiled machine. All the food was hot. Everything was fresh, didn't dry out. I, like, kudos. That was, that was crazy incredible. Yeah, it's amazing to me when you see, you know, how hard it is for me to piece together a dinner that's timed perfectly and everything goes out at the right time at my house for four people. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they're doing it for hundreds and it comes out and it's really good and well done, that, that's... That's kind of shocking. I don't know how they pull that off, to be honest. And point in case this morning when I made, uh, we just had Phil and his wife over for uh, brunch, you know, that meal. Brunch today, and uh, Mike and I tried to get out Eggs Benedict on tater tots, and there might have been some yelling about bacon being missing and stuff. So just imagine, like, Mike and I, two people can't get, a, you know, something out for four people without having a slight bacon argument. And they managed to feed just everyone seamlessly. So well done on that for the event. Um, anything else that sort of 
was a favorite. Anything circled in your book? We both have our menus here that we're going to keep and drool over all year until we can get back there. So Yeah, that Spring Creek uh, tenderloin that we had was really, really good. I think it was my second favorite thing that the Fairmont served us that week. Uh, for me, my favorite was they had a, a mushroom ravioli uh, full of braised short rib and wild mushroom ragu and cipollini onions and gouda and, uh, and again, a, a braising reduction with it too. That was just fantastic. And I had that on the same day that we had, I was in a session that we made pasta. So I had two really, really delicious raviolis on the same day. So that kind of made my day. Nice. And they use Sylvan Starguda, which is my favorite too. Yeah. Local favorite. Fantastic. You guys will not find better cheese. Try their grizzly. It, it's the best thing. You've tried it, I'm sure. I have. Absolutely. The grizzly. Like yeah. that's our favorite cheese. It's our go-to. So who made the other ravioli? Which class were you in? That was Chef Dale McKay, top chef winner. Um, from uh, last year, year before, not sure now. Okay. All those seasons kind of go into one for me now. <laughs> but he was a winner, and uh, he runs a, a restaurant called Aiden Kitchen and Bar in Saskatoon now. Oh, he's not from Calgary. No, he's not oh, from Calgary. I no. shouldn't. Have. He did have some restaurants in Vancouver and shut those down, moved back to his hometown of Saskatoon. And from all accounts, that uh, the restaurant he runs there is really good. Oh. We're kind of interested in making a little road trip out there. I was going to say road trip to Saskatoon. <laughs> So after the session with him, we, you know, I kind of had a little chat about burgers with him for 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, you know, it's kind of my thing. I, <laughs> anytime I find out somebody makes a spectacular burger, I want to chat about it. So really nice guy, really knowledgeable presenter. Uh, I really enjoyed that session. Actually, it was one of my favorite ones. And so what he did was uh, he made ravioli and tortellini. And his ravioli, he did spinach and crotta with brown butter and sage sauce. So it's quite a classic ravioli. And it, he really stressed about this should be all about the pasta and not a bunch of gloopy sauce on it. Mm-hmm. And so we made the fresh pasta in class. I got up, of course, you know, looking for a volunteer. And I'm always one to <laughs> jump up and get my hands dirty. So I went up and made tortellini for the first time with him. Uh, and then at the end, we got a, we all got to taste it. It was just it was fantastic. It actually inspired me to have another one of my favorite things I ate this last week. I got home and the next day I made homemade pasta. And instead of his filling, I made uh, because I had some. I had some pureed carrot and some boursin goat cheese in the fridge so I made my filling out of that and I did a brown butter sauce and it was fantastic so is the recipe on your website or will it be it will be okay so everyone can look for that then yeah you bet nice I just am not a homemade pasta maker yet that's not my I'm a dessert girl so that would that that's pushing myself to make that that would have been a fun class Phil and I actually attended at different times so that's why we haven't attended the different classes or we have uh, attended different classes um, I'd say for classes, if we're going to move into food on that now, I love Sharkut. So Connie and John are amazing people besides that, but they make the best Caesars you'll ever have. Did you attend their class? We didn't. No, I was. Oh. Uh, I watched my Instagram feed during oh. their class <laughs> and I, we oh. were down the hall and I was getting a little bit chapped and I wasn't getting any liquor. Uh, yeah, because they made Caesars upon Caesars upon Caesars and, uh, and they're good. And they have a book about Caesars, don't they, too? I don't know. I uh, It was hard to keep up with all the information that was going uh, at the Fairmont that week. Pretty sure you looked it up on Amazon. And they did one with Mott's. It was a partnership with Mott's. So Connie and John did a book with them. And that would be right up my alley because Caesars came from that Calgary 
restaurant. Oh, you didn't attend the session. I didn't take notes. They told me. But there someone, was some talk about it there. <laughs> you tell some me people where. say it's the place of Calgary and then other people dispute that. So it's one of those legends that you know, everybody, a whole bunch of people claim that they invented it. Well, uh, when uh, Connie was talking though, she said she worked there and she knew that was where it's from. So <laughs> just, just saying they're, they're taking the, the credit for that. The, I can't remember what restaurant it was though. Um, but anyways, so you missed it. So they made fantastic Caesars to start, but then they also made bacon fudgesicles. Did you see the pictures? Did you cry? I did see I'm pictures, sorry. yeah. Actually, we had a friend in that session, so mm. after the session, they did bring us one of those. Oh, spoiled. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to technically like bacon and everything, yes. but I'm never really a fan of bacon and desserts. I just don't, I never get it. I don't, I don't think it's the greatest thing ever, but that was pretty good. Uh, that's probably the most successful attempt at putting bacon in a dessert for me anyway. Hmm. That was pretty tasty. Didn't you like the the Tavern 1903? I'm skipping towards another restaurant, but Tavern 1903 maple bacon. That was okay or was too. That, Mike, that might be the one that Mike made an exception for. Mike doesn't like bacon and desserts. I think the the Tavern 1903 ones is one he just flipped over. See, and one of the and ones, one of the things I liked about the Charcut bacon um, dessert is that the bacon was in there, but it didn't just turn into a gummy mess. And that's usually what I hate. Yeah. You put bacon in there, and then it just soaks up all the moisture, and that's kind of chewy and. Ugh, I hate the texture in that point. Ruins the bacon. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite sessions with food. You liked the pasta. What else? Um, from the sessions, I think the absolute best thing I ate all week, uh, including what we got served for meals and from the sessions, was on the last morning. We were going to leave, and our first session was with Range Road, in oh. a restaurant in Edmonton. Okay, I am so jealous because I was there on the weekend, and they weren't there. Like, yeah. I, they yeah. were only there midweek, so I was pretty excited to get into that one. And they made a tartiflette uh, with gnocchi, and that was fantastic. Say that again. Say that again for everyone. It is called... I'm going to look at the recipe <laughs> the here and actually part. read it. There are so many arguments over how to pronounce it. Well, I gnocchi. always say gnocchi. Gnocchi. So but, everyone can leave their feedback on that one, but seriously, I have been corrected about five times by five different people. On how to pronounce it. Yeah, well, me too. And it's and it's like the uh, tortiere. I never pronounce that properly, I don't think. So, like I said, pork pie. <laughs> it's pork pie, yeah. I, that's, with spices, with Christmas that. spices. Mm-hmm. So, tortiere sounds much better. So, uh, so the Range Road one, he made certain... It was, uh, you know, tartiflette is not typically made with gnocchi, but um, it was their, their take on it. At least that's my understanding anyway. They, they made the potato gnocchi and then they made it into a tartiflette. So it's got braised onions and smoked pork and, and arugula is not really typical either, but they put some of that in to finish it. Okay. And reblochon cheese, which I hadn't had before. It's kind of stinky French cheese. It was so good. I really, everybody, even eating it for breakfast, we were all thinking the same thing. Like, this is probably the best thing I ate all week. Hmm. Yeah, flavors as they just hit it out of the park. So and They're first time presenters too, so... Uh, I actually thought they did really well in presenting. It wasn't boring. They had lots of good mm. stories and that kind of thing. And, and, a, and a personal connection to that dish yeah. from when they had it in France. So mm. you put it all together, it just really worked for me. It was good. So it's baked. I'm looking at the recipe here. Phil and I are lucky enough that we have these big uh, Christmas in November books uh, from the sessions that we brought home here. So you baked it. You made the gnocchi and the garlic and the cream. And you're baking it in a dish then. Because like when I think tartiflette, I think... Of a duchess because they have my favorite. So it's a yeah. very, um, like it's a bread and they do the potatoes and onions on it, right? Like yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a bread, isn't it? Yeah, it so is. So it's, yeah. so they bake this all together to form like a baked tart. 
Is this yeah, and this was more like, um, oh, like a ragu almost. I think I don't know if that's really the right word for it, but um, mm. you know, they they basically made the the cream sauce with the pork in the pan and okay. then tossed in the gnocchi, okay. and they cooked all that down. And then they ended up uh, putting it in a big uh, sheet pan kind of thing, and they topped it with the cheese and got out the blowtorch and melted it that way. Okay. So I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm an expert on tartiflette. The one I've had from Duchess is the same one you've had. Yeah. Uh, I actually had some of that last night. Oh, best thing And ever. really good. So this was, you know, a, an interpretation of tartiflette. Let's okay. put it that way. No, that's good. Um, and if you guys want any of the recipes, I'm pretty sure we can share these, right? So just yeah, absolutely. leave comments on our websites when we post this stuff. Uh, these are all to share. They got sent home with hundreds of people from Christmas in November. So I'm sure that we can share them with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also, before we run out of time, big shout out to Trey's Carnelli's for representing Edmonton. That was fantastic. Uh, they made, where is it? A punch I can't pronounce. I'm not even going to try because I would absolutely <laughs> embarrass myself. So it's basically a traditional Mexican fruit punch. So, and I have very few pictures on my website because I actually help them make it. Uh, I'm not usually keener, but since I know them, I was like, oh, I'll go help them. Um, so it's a, a boozy fruit punch is what they served. And then they made their uh, flan, which is amazing. So it's cream cheese and evaporated and condensed milk. And that is a really, really easy recipe if anyone wants that as well. It's in all the booklets. Um, so good job for them for uh, representing. I didn't see Jacek chocolates. Did you see her? No, she was there the week that I was there as well. And I know we we she see. was giving out free chocolates. Like I, I wonder where my head was in this. I, I don't understand what I was thinking. Yeah, our last morning we actually found the stash of chocolates she was <laughs> hanging on to in the back. So uh, I'm not saying that we did steal some, but I'm not saying we didn't. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> but you didn't find your own samples. Yeah. Um, so the other thing too is Phil and I sort of got the VIP experience with our packages. So, which I also wanted to talk about. Uh, so when you see our stuff, some of it is not um, your base package for Christmas in November. Um, and a lot of that is, uh, when we went as media, we got the VIP package. And a lot of that is private cooking demos. Um, so you guys saw Lynn Crawford. We did, Chef yeah. Lynn Crawford. Uh, she's wild and crazy and amazing. And uh, in our session, we made the longest apple strudel, I do believe, is what she was trying to, to make there. But it was just lots of music and fun, and then at the end there was a private book signing, which as in the VIP package is what you get. Um, and then, let's see here, I did the cooking demo with Chef Corbin. Did you do that one? We did get into that session, yeah. Was that the, So did you do Champagne and Baked Alaska? No, I think that was his VIP one. We didn't get to the VIP one. We oh, got to the regular okay. session. Okay, so his VIP one, so in the VIP package, uh, they start out with champagne, and then he shows you how to make bake Alaska, which I love because it's so retro. The only place I've had it was a cruise we were on at Christmas last yeah, year. Yeah, me like too. It's, it's cruise time fair. Like, yeah. it's it's just what, what you eat. Um, and then you sit at a table with um, presenters. So I had the lovely staff from the Fairmont... Um, garden with me at my table but I could see people near me like you get to sit with Lynn Crawford a friend of mine sat with Lynn Crawford Anna Olson and you're just sitting with them like that's so priceless I I think it's just um that was one of the best parts yeah like I saw I think it was Lynn Crawford's table and a family was sitting with her and they had two boys who were probably about like 12 I mean how amazing is that for 12 year olds to get to see her and they're, they're obviously such a food loving family I just I, I think that's fantastic 
So I know I'm not taking my kids because I'm too selfish. So <laughs> <laughs> we didn't no. have any presenters at our table, but uh, you know, even though they weren't necessarily sitting with us for dinner, they were really most of them were pretty approachable all week. Yeah. You know, you see them out in the lobby, and they and they don't just finish their session and go hide in the room to try and get away from everyone. Mm-hmm. They were all kind of really approachable. I mean, there wasn't a time I walked around in that lobby of the lodge without seeing Bob Bloomer walking around, and he'd just walk <laughs> up and sit down with you and start talking. Hey, how's it, how's it going? What's yeah. up? Uh, Lynn Crawford always, I don't know how, she must have lost 20 pounds that week with all the work she was doing. She was like a dynamo. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, every she time you everywhere. see her, she's doing something really animated and she's just full of energy. Everyone's got a drink in their hand. So that's <laughs> that's, that's right. helping, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and there's the thing. So your package, like I, I came home and the, the package I had was a $1,000 package. And then you add more for the VIP stuff. And one of my close friends said like, okay, Really? Is it actually worth the value? And I said, without a doubt. Okay, besides the fact that I'm Ukrainian and I can probably drink most people under the table, value-wise, like when you start to add up all the, the food and drink alone, I'd figured out at about five or $600. Is I would that, not be Would you surprised. guess that? Like, because the quality, like we're talking about the quality of food that the Fairmont put out. Like, this is quality meals. Three courses every meal. Um, and then the booze, and then not to mention your, you don't even have to be in the VIP sessions because you said they're approachable. They're everywhere. You can go up to Lynn Crawford and say hi. You can, it, yeah. so value wise, do you think it's? Well, and, and frankly, I'm, I'm what you would refer to as a cheapskate. So yes. I don't really, I don't really <laughs> throw around a thousand dollars just willy nilly. Um, yeah. but, and, and originally my first thought is, holy smoke, it's a thousand bucks. Like that's my first reaction to everything. Uh, after going though, I think you know, when I look at is there a value here? It, there's a lot of value for the thousand dollars. You know, when you when you think that you're going to go there, I didn't spend one nickel. We were there for four days. I didn't spend a nickel on anything. No, you don't. You have know, there to. was usually if you wanted a drink it, in between sessions and stuff like that. If you wanted to sit in the lounge and have a drink or a plate of nachos, uh, you know, you're on your own to to buy that. But I didn't yeah. feel the need to. I was so full oh, all the time. Oh, so I was never stuck. wanting for something well, else. And not even uh, in your hotel room. What was it? Like an 80 or or $100 bottle of champagne greeted you? So right there, you're looking at a tenth of the value. And and yeah. the there was a, a beautiful print from the art gallery downstairs, mm-hmm. which matches my house beautifully. And it's totally going up on my wall. There you go. So, I mean, like even the value right there of the, uh, the package for everyone. And everyone got it, not just media. This is what greeted mm-hmm. all the guests. There, you start out your sessions with a really expensive bottle of champagne. And, yeah. Oh, and hummus and chips and snacks. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And so, I, think, I mean, it's like being on a cruise ship. We were talking about cruises. Uh, oh, and Lynn Crawford's cookbook. Yeah, there's yeah. another thing. Well, and she that. made only one thing that I saw out of that cookbook, and it was a drink called the Pitch and In Cocktail, and it oh. had the pureed carrot in it. Um, that might be why I had pureed carrot in my <laughs> fridge to make the <laughs> tortellini, because I wanted yeah, to make that right. drink. It was so good. Um and it had ginger syrup and all kinds of stuff that I really like in it. So uh, I thought it was really, really good. I'll be making that a lot. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, I can't wait to go back next year. Hopefully I will. I'd love to go as media again. But if not, I think Mike and I are going to make a couple's weekend. Because, oh, like I said, it's like being on a cruise ship. You are ensconced in this beautiful little world for three days. Everything you want is available. Oh, except the liquors included. Very Like cruises yeah. don't include that. Um, so, and someone said to me, someone I met said to me, it's like Disneyland for adults for three days, literally. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Well, it's nice um, to know that you check in and you have a beautiful yeah. surrounding and everything's oh, taken yes. care of, you, your activities, everything. So, uh, you just leave your wallet in the safe and away you go. 
Yeah, so if you want to see, uh, I have three posts about it on my website. If you guys want to check it out, uh, I will be doing a post up uh, every week called Wear Eight Wednesdays, and it's going to be photos only, and I think Phil's going to do the same things. We're yeah. just going to put up photos for you guys to look at, um, maybe with a description of what it is that we ate. Um, I have a giveaway going on on my website right now uh, to celebrate the Edmonton people who went. So uh, make sure to head to thekitchenmagpie.com and check that out. There's gift certificates to Range Road, Trez Carnell, or Rostezato, sorry, and Jasic Chocolate. Um, so a huge thanks to the Fairmont for having me out. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. And a huge thanks to GastroPost Edmonton for having us out. Uh, my wife Robin and I both went, uh, sponsored by the journal's GastroPost. So uh, a lot of the write-ups that we did, you can find on the GastroPost blog on their Edmonton website if you Google that. And I'm going to put some up on my own too. And we'll, we should be able to find it a couple of ways. Yeah. So thanks for hanging in there if you've made it this far. That was our first podcast. Uh, we're probably going to do it, I think, every second Wednesday for now. That's all we can sort of do during this busy Christmas season. But uh, yeah, stay tuned and let us know what you think and uh, leave some comments on our websites or give us a tweet. Uh, if you have suggestions of where we should eat, any new places coming up, let us know. And we'll talk to you next week.